Blog Talk Radio. Did you know that elders and others are losing their rights to liberty and property? Anyone can petition a court to have a person deemed incapacitated. What if that person is you? The adult guardianship system was created to protect incompetent people and their assets. A court-appointed guardian, sometimes a total stranger, can force you into a nursing home and sell your home to pay for services. Treasured belongings can disappear as you are drugged and isolated from loved ones. Why does this happen? Unfortunately, the courts don't have the funding to supervise and audit cases. A guardian makes all decisions on your behalf, taking control of your assets with little accountability. The potential for abuse is frightening. Luckily, not all guardians exploit those under their care, but when they do, there's really nowhere to go for help. The National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse, NASGA, is working to reform adult guardianship to return it to its once noble purpose of protecting the human rights to life, liberty, and property and ending financial exploitation of assets. Are you or your loved ones protected? To learn more, visit StopGuardianAbuse.org. Good evening, everyone. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the TS Radio Network. A few nights ago... We were interviewing Brad Sharp about the exploitation of his mother, and we're going to pick that up tonight. We've had some technical difficulties, and hopefully this evening things will be better. This is a really strange and almost frightening story. If you've been following it at all, you know his mother has been overtaken by someone who was supposed to be her friend. Um, What they have done is referred to as trauma-based bonding. They've terrorized this woman um, using her son to do it, and they're claiming that he wanted to lock her up in this facility, and he was the one fighting to keep her out of it. But they've been very successful in overtaking his mother. Uh, A result of that has been when he was paying her bills while she was at La Hacienda, he found over 270,000, get that, 270,000 in checks paid to the Justice family from 2015 to 2017. God knows how much more has been handed over to them. Uh, Furniture has been bought, cars have been bought. Uh, These people are manipulating her, exploiting her, and terrorizing her all at the same time. What they have done to her has effectively separated her from her son, her grandchildren, and there is no communication there. Uh, Now, Brad has done everything. He's gone to the police department. He's gone to the Justice Department. He's gone everywhere trying to get help to intervene in this, and so far there has been nothing. Um, It just, you know, we hear these stories all the time, and there's always the naysayers, well, you must have done something wrong. They wouldn't have done this if you hadn't gone. That isn't what this is about. Brad didn't do anything wrong, neither did his kids or anybody else. These people landed on her. She's a wealthy woman. They've been bleeding her dry. Uh, she, they're conning her out of her money, along with uh, a sister-in-law who is married to Brad's mother's brother. And they have worked her over really well. And this is this is a form of terrorism. And like I say, it's trauma-based bonding. They... Uh, frighten these people to the point that the people that they should trust, they've always been able to trust, suddenly become the enemy. And they terrorize them to the point that they cling to these people who are landing on them. And it's what we call Stockholm Syndrome. The victim begins to identify with their captor. And this is exactly what's happened here. Now, you would think... um, 
with over 270,000 hours in a two-year period. And over cash good. Now, Brad has done everything he could. I've been done to him, children. Uh, that just—it's it, just disgusting. Anyway, Brad is going to join us here in just a few minutes and pick up where we let off here the other night. We had to because of technical difficulties. So we want to finish this story this evening. While we wait for Brad, Bill's out and reading supposedly to fix this broken guardianship system. The system isn't broken. It's running exactly the way it was set up to run. It can't be fixed. It needs done away with and supported the seeking put in its place, and that doesn't need a rule of any probate judge um, who will discard it at his leisure. Um, this, whole, this whole thing, this whole issue is all centered around estate theft and trying to make people understand that when someone comes into this system as targeted, this is actually a kidnapping. And the isolation that occurs is prohibited in every state, and yet is the first thing that is done, and nobody will do anything about it. Now, isolation is top of the list on the Human Convention Against Torture. Isolation has a very deleterious effect on the human mind, particularly on the elderly. Uh, it is a form of psychological torture. They, they're, what do I want to say? They, it's like they begin withering. Um, this lack of contact is, and, and that's something else. Can somebody explain to me why, when someone is sucked up in one of these guardianships and isolated, their family can't see them, their friends can't see them, they take their phones, um, they do things like remove their false teeth, take their glasses, their hearing aids, and set them in a room. Now, what part of this is good for that victim? This is done time after time after time. And recently, it came about that a lot of the abuse of these people was exposed, uh, the actual physical abuse. And because it was exposed, several states, like in Iowa, Minnesota, passed laws that there can be security cameras, surveillance cameras in their room. And, of course, the nursing homes and everyone fought against this because they said it was an invasion of privacy. No, because you didn't want to be outed for what was happening. And they know these things are happening. For the second time in about five, six years, another group of nursing home workers nailed for taking elderly people and forcing them to fight in the nude, fight each other for the entertainment of the staff. Get a clue here. There's something wrong. There's major things wrong. We've done everything we could, and we're going to start our 14th year on air in June. I've had people repeatedly say to me as some sort of qualifying statement, not all guardians are bad. My response has always been, well, give me the name of one who isn't, and we'll highlight them, we'll honor them. Almost 14 years in, and that name has yet to come. We see the same predators at work in every one of these probate courts. And I can't help but think this family that has overtaken Brad's mother, 
is basically working from their playbook. And it's um, a method for brainwashing people called the Biderman uh, concept. And you isolate, you terrorize, you monopolize, um, you, you do things to these people in a certain sequence, and you can take them over rather rapidly. And it, with the elderly, even more so. Now, whether Brad's mother has dementia or any sort of cognitive decline is unknown. She's probably so terrified that she probably isn't thinking clearly. Now, her son has never done anything, anything to make her suspicious of him. He's always looked after her, taken care of her. They had a very good family foundation until these people intervened. So we have to sit here and wonder why. Why did this happen? And here's our guest now. We're going to bring Brad on. But we're going to go into this further the other night. Our technical difficulties seem to be cleared up. Um, And if anyone wants to call in and speak to Brad or to me, the number is 917-388-4520. That's 917-388-4520. And as soon as the blog talk system answers, hit the number one. That'll flag me in the queue that you want to speak. Okay, so here's our guest for this evening, Brad. Brad, how are you doing today? Hey, good. How are you all? Oh, good. Um, any progress, anything. <laughs> oh, sure. I wanted to finish this up. Um, I, I went through the documents you sent and everything. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out, Brad, why the police wouldn't act. Um, there is enough evidence in there, the exploitation, $270,000 alone over a two-year period should have been a big red flag. Something is happening here, and yet nothing was done. Has anybody stepped forward to try to help? No, and no, unfortunately. So when the police originally had taken over the case and when the APS report was filed, um, they both closed it because of Dr. Barbin. And Dr. Barbin says that my mom's just fine and it was some sort of alcohol dementia and that She's just fine now, so there's no need to, you know, that type. Dr. Barbin's always been the crutch from APS, from the police, is we can't do anything until, and I've never wanted my mom to be deemed incompetent. That's not ever what I've wanted. All I've wanted was for my mom to be told the truth. Um, And Dr. Barbin knows that originally. So, you know, until she's deemed, she's not able to manage her finances or anything like that. I've been told there's nothing that can be done from everybody. Chimney Christmas. And, you know, the thing yeah, about it is, in all these years and dealing with all these cases, I've seen the police and the DOJ and APS jump into cases where there was $50 missing, but they can't do <laughs> yeah, anything here. I've, I've heard, I, I mean, I'm serious. I don't mean that exactly. facetiously. I truly have. And yet they won't. This massive amount of money being transferred to these people and – Right. You you can't do anything. The the the, the right. amount no, exactly alone. Right. Yeah, the amount alone should be enough to trigger an investigation. The amount and alone. That's just what is, I found yeah. in 2017. I mean, that there's. I mean, from what's been spent since 2017, there's no telling. I mean, my mom paid for one of the one of the sons. Um, got convicted of uh, assault with a deadly weapon against a minor. 
my mom paid like 65000 This wasn't included in my deal. Mom paid like 65000 in in their attorney's fees. And that that wasn't Jeez. included. That, that didn't include uh, a new cars and new a couple of new things that, you know, all of them have got new houses. I mean, that, none of that's included in what I found. All I knew about was what was done through September 2017. Four and a half years later, there's no telling what's happened. Right. Happened. Shame any you know. Christmas. I tell you one thing after you know our first talk with you, um I did file a report with the IRS that they have no T I N tax identification right. number and that they had received okay. hundreds of thousands of dollars in benefit from this woman that was never reported. So I'm waiting to hear back on that. And um uh, I think, you know, if everybody would do that, because this is, they should, if nothing else, if they were on the up and up, they'd be claiming this and paying tax on it. You can get $10,000 right. as a gift, mm-hmm. and that's untaxable, mm-hmm. but it must be designated mm-hmm. as a gift. But 270000 plus, mm-mm. no, that's not a gift. That's exploitation. And uh, I just... Right. You know, don't you wonder, Brad, what they said to her, how they conned her into doing this? You know. Well, that's yeah. interesting you say that because I, you know, when I, and I, I, I was trying to look back on what I told you, what I didn't tell you, and yeah. looking back on right before my mom went to La Hacienda, <clears throat> you know, I started getting my uh, Ashley was over at my mom's house about uh-huh. a week before she went to La Hacienda. Ashley was over there just. Talking to her right before she was going to leave, just, you know, showing her support and all that. And she gets a call that day from one of the sons, Jay Justice. And he tells my mom, and this is kind of what started triggering things. He tells my mom, he goes, hey, the 11, I think it was $11,000, the $11,000 that you gave me, um, I didn't think I needed it, but I do need it, and I tore up the check, so can you write me another one? Uh And Ashley had come home telling me about this, and so I think his girlfriend showed up, and and she gave him a a check. And come to find out, she had told Ashley and I that it was – that she didn't really know what it was for, but it was for some business equipment, which – he didn't really have a business, so I'm not sure what it, what it was for. Yeah. Come to find out, it was for the down payment on a $55,000 Jeep. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, I mean, so started, you know, you started seeing red flags, and that's, and, mm-hmm. and that's when I started doing some research right when she was going to La Hacienda. And that's, wow. All right. Okay, so and this doctor that's involved. Um. <laughs> Right. I did some checking around. He's also the and, justice's doctor. I forgot to tell you this on our last podcast. Oh, there we go. The there justices. we go. He's been the justice's doctor for years, and I, I forgot to uh-huh. mention that. <laughs> yes. Um, I think what we need to do is uh, I would file against his bond and file with the AMA a complaint. Not that it's going to do any good. It's not going to go anywhere. But it will allow right. you to file against his bond. And... Um, if that happens three times, just like with attorneys, you have to file with the Bar Association first a complaint, and mm-hmm. it's not going to go anywhere, but you have to do that three times, and then you can file against their surety bond, and um, okay. three strikes on that, and they're out of business, and uh, but I would, I would do use everything you can possibly use. If he's threatened with his license, I think he'll pop off and tell the truth, 
um, this is this is such a is conflict similar of interest. To, yeah. Even though he's retired, can, is there any way? So I'm told he's retired, but can do prescriptions for like the next few months. Is there any way to still? Well, when all this happened, he was not retired. Um, right. Can you still file against it, or does how yes. does that work? Yes. Yes, you can. And if he's still writing prescriptions and that thing, he is only partially retired. So he still has an active license. Got it. Okay. okay. Yeah. And just um, – but this story has really, really bothered me. Um, I guess the separation between you and your kids and your mom, uh, right. of course, really digs at me. And the idea of this isolation thing, this is a form of isolation. Just because she wasn't in an institution does not mean they did not perform isolation. They have separated her from you um, intentionally. Right. And um, does she have any medical needs, Brad? Is she, you know, any chronic problems? You know, no, I mean, she's a big smoker. Um, yeah. I know um, – I know it, it was at one time a few years ago, she had told me she had COPD, uh-huh. um, but I'm not, but you know, like I said, over the last four and a half years, I've been left in the dark about what, right. what exactly is going on. So I really don't know. I still know she's, I'm sure she's a big smoker. That there's no <laughs> doubt. She's always, she would have rather, I mean, I've always told her. You know, she's a. I hate smoke. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But I'm as long. You know, as long as you're, you know, happy. There's no reason to quit it. It's seventy something years old if you've been doing it for fifty years. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. See, you that's know. me. And I've been smoking since I was thirteen, and uh, and I actually was uh, kind of told to start way. smoking by a doctor um, because my parents thought I was too heavy at 140 pounds, and so rather than put me on diet pills, he told me to start smoking, and that would help. And that's when I started smoking. Wow, that's a, I don't think that advice yeah. would be given now. Do you think? No, I don't think so. But he actually told me to start smoking <laughs> menthols, which are really damaging. But really? Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. But uh, yeah, see, I wonder about wow. if she has any other health problems, and are they being attended to? And if they are, if this doctor is supposedly retired, <laughs> who is her physician now? You know, Ooh, you know I think I've, I've, be, I've kind of been told it's one of the partners inside of the inside of his um, practice. practice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, one of the sons that I that Chad Justice, who was one of the, you know, predators, his uh-huh. wife even works for a, um, for the VA. She's a psychologist at the VA in town, oh, which is works for the government. And That's even, scary. you know, we'd run into him and she would, yeah, it is scary. And she would, you know, say, hey, you know, we saw your mom at breakfast yesterday morning. What's going on? You know, she's telling yeah. us all this stuff, you know, and, and she's not remembering anything. You know, she says y'all are yeah. going out of town this weekend and, you know, and different things that, you know, and so yeah. many, there's been signs and signs and signs um, yeah. from so many people. And even from the doctor, like I said, the doctor and the nurse from 2012, uh-huh. 2013. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, they're just, you know, saying, oh, you know, she's yeah. cured now. Okay. Brad, we've got a caller on here. Um, okay. Hang on here a second. It's area code 254. Okay. You're live and on the air. Yeah. Yes. My name is Linda Miner. And okay. I have known Ms. Sharp since 2004. And I okay. probably was her best friend other than Mary. Um, okay. We 
we call she called me all the time. She gave me all kind of personal information. I mean, I don't think there's anything she did not share with me. Okay. She loved Brad and those kids. This is hard to talk about. More than anything oh. I've ever known. She wow. loved those kids. She was so excited when Brad built a house within walking distance of her home so that the kids could come down there on a daily basis. They spent the night down there. They were there all the time. To say they were close would be, an, I mean, they were closer than close. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, she wow. would have fought anybody for those kids. And for her to do a dramatic turnaround like that, it makes yes. no sense. It, 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 no, ma'am, it doesn't. is not right. And again, well, I was very close to her. She would call me all the time until this happened. And she was she taken away from me. And I loved her with all my heart. Oh, and please they don't cry. they took her away from me. They took yeah. her away from me. Well, that's what this is all about, you. this isolation. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And yeah. um, to say, I, I listened when you, when you interviewed Brad the other day. And the personality mm-hmm. changes came up. And I have heard the recordings that Brad recorded. They are nothing like the lady I knew for 14, 15 years. Nothing. She wow. would have never said things like, I want you dead, Brad. Never. Oh, my God. Or, Don't call me if you die. Don't call me if you die. I mean, things like that. That is not her. I ran into her in Walgreens about probably three years ago. Uh-huh. And keep in mind, I've been friends with her over 10 years. She looked at me and she said, who are you? Oh, I my God. I could not believe it. I could not <laughs> believe. And then when I told her, she said, oh, yeah, I know now. But she should have known from the start. Yeah. Yeah. This is atrocious. Okay. okay. Um, Hold on. We've got another caller here. I want to get on. You stay on with us, okay? okay? All right. Okay, Hang on. Okay. You. Yeah, area code 470. You're live and on the air. Hi. Hi, Hi. this is Becky Harbor. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Becky? Good, good. Uh, So um, I want to speak directly on the isolation. So right now um, we need to focus on the isolation, all of us, all of us. That needs to be our number one priority. Um, the Kasem Cares Visitation Bill, it's been passed in 12 states. Uh, mm-hmm. There's nine other states adopt, adopting the version. We all need to get with our senators. We need to contact the governor. Like right now in Florida, there's three bills out that just uh, passed the Senate. We fought very, very hard to get those bills to include award. We need to focus on discrimination. How in the world can you take one group of people and discriminate? How can the governor, Ron DeSantis of Florida, scream out that it's inhumane to keep these patients from their families, but it's not inhumane for these poor dying wards? Um, We just got to really, really, really pound this. Um, Brad, um, I want to tell you that I know your pain. My husband of 31 years was taken from me. Uh, In seven months, 
He died alone. I never saw him again. Don't let this be your mother. Fight back as hard as you can. Notify the news media. Get the news media in on this. Um, I can give you an example, and I'll I'll just, I'll be quick. Uh, There was a bill in Florida on jurisdiction. And that was a Venus flytrap for Florida. What that bill said was they were going to bring in any senior, make them a ward of the state of Florida, and be able to go out of jurisdiction and catch and capture their property. We fought very, very, very hard against that bill. Uh, I was actually stopped from a senator for speaking on it. A news person picked it up, and it was put on the news, and that's probably only a small piece of the puzzle, but it shows the power of the news media. Um, yeah, you've got to do right. everything you can, Brad, everything you yep. can. Don't let right. these people do this to you. All right. Becky, well, thank you it. for thank calling you. in. Thank you very much. Okay. Yes, um, and thank that's, you. That's the thing, too. Uh, <laughs> over all these years, Brad, I have gone to senators and representatives and governors and the DOJ and they all know it's happening. They all know, and they will put out these bogus bills that uh, they're basically a bitch slap. Uh, they don't mention the fact that when you get this designated award, you are essentially a prisoner of the state. And uh, right. so there's a lot going on there. We got another caller here, Brad. Hang on. Area code 321. You're live and on the air. This is Keith Plansmith. Can you hear me? Yes. I'm calling from Polk County, Florida. I know you just had so many calls from Florida. Um, I'm calling on behalf of my friend Lisa Hartung, who was fraudulently kidnapped from her home by a corrupt guardianship company by claiming to Judge John Stargle that she was homeless. But yet she lived here with me for five years, had a Florida driver's license at this address, pillar of the community. And they isolate her, just like you're saying. She has less rights than the dogs at the animal shelter or than the prisoners on death row. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for calling. That's... Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And one thing I think you need to watch for here, too, is any attempts to guardianize her. Uh, Because if they do, they get access to everything. Every week. Right. Yeah. I look through the pu- public records every week, and I haven't seen anything. Yeah. But yeah. you're right; it could happen. Yeah, have you thought about filing for guardianship? Yes, and and so I, like I like I said on Friday, I, I had a court that had um, had ordered an investigation, but then Dr. Barvin writes this you know letter that says that I you know that he knows about my claims, which I've never claimed anything, he, you know, mm-hmm. and and that you know he's given my mom thousands of tests or you know a bunch of tests, and that she's just fine, even though that's what he's not told me before. So I did, so I tried that, and then you know I tried, I talked to numerous attorneys about guardianship, and they told me that it was just going to be an uphill battle, and it's going to cost hundreds of thousands of dollars because we have to go against this doctor. I have not been able to get. When I filed the next friend lawsuit, I was trying to get an attorney ad litem to kind of right. take over my mom's, and, it, and, and they wouldn't do it. Just because she Dr. Barbin wrote a letter, and, and, and it's, a, it's a crazy – I'll send you the letter. Well, I say this is a, such a conflict of interest because he's representing both sides. 
treating both he's sides. Re- exactly, he's, rep- he's representing know? both sides. That's, exa- that's exactly yeah. right. So You're you right. have to wonder what the payoff was for him to <clears throat> turn face like this. It, it, that's immediately what comes to question, comes to well, mind. That's a great question. You know, wh- why would he do this, suddenly deny? And uh, that, That's a great question. Know, yeah, that's just uh, and, and Linda. Yeah, you're, you're, and you're right. And, and Linda and Linda's been such a incredible family support, family friend of my mom for so long. And I know, I know what's happened has affected her. Just like I said on the last cast, I said not only has my mom been alienated from my kids and I, but she's been mm-hmm. alienated from her best friends like Linda. Yeah, and seeing that, and that's and that's. A, and it's, and that is standard guardianship. Yeah, guardianship behavior is to separate not just the family, but friends, people you're familiar with, your religious associations, everything that defines your life. The people who define your life are immediately denied mm-hmm. access. And um, and I'm going to exactly. tell you, this is having is having an effect on her psychologically. Everything she has known and loved is gone. Mm-hmm. And it's, you're exactly she, right. And it's, you know, for four yeah. and a half years. Go ahead. Yeah, and so this is having an effect on her psychologically, um, and you're going to see over time a diminished capacity to even recognize mm-hmm. people like you or her friend. Uh, she already mm-hmm. experienced that, but this is the effect that it has. You're in their mind; they start separating and closing off. Uh, and I think it's because the pain is so much psychologically, it's so severe. They can't deal with it. It's the only way mm-hmm. they can survive it. They start shutting it off. And um, But it just, uh, the other thing, too, of, of filing for guardianship, uh, a lot of times, like these predators out there, guardians and attorneys, uh, you file for guardianship, the person calling themselves a judge, who is it? He's a hearing examiner or administrative clerk. None of them are judges of the law because you are not dealing with law. You're dealing with statute and code, and so you don't have any rights. But the minute they get the whiff and that there's an estate at stake, uh, they assign a court-appointed guardian who immediately begins rifling the assets, and um, which may be why the justices have not filed, um, because that would seem to me with everything they've done, Brad, that would be the next mm-hmm. step. Is to file for guardian, get control of everything. Then they don't have to ask for a check. They can simply write their own check. And um, right, yeah, this is just disgusting. Uh, yeah. Have you it's, thought about maybe trying yeah. to get an adverse exam for her medical exam? Well, we, and actually, during the last um, Adult Protective Services report, I don't know how many have been filed. Like I said, you remember they tried to file her fake harassment charges against me. I've been told there's yeah. been a, more than one. There's been a few APS um, um, things filed because there's been people that have run into my mom that, you yeah. know, that she has known forever and has, like, verbally attacked them or, or, or you know, act, uh, you know, just, yeah. you know, you're on Brad's side, you know, all this stuff, and they just get really alarmed. So I'm told yeah. there's been some other APS reports, and the policeman that that was helping us out with the fake harassment said that he had talked to APS and that APS had uh, suggested, I don't think it was mandatory, had suggested a um, an outside uh, psychological exam, yes. but it got denied and, and they didn't force her to do it. So, 
you know, and I guess until someone forces her to do it, then, you know, then we're kind of back, you know, back where we yeah. are right now until, you know, until my, somebody says, you know what, Dr. Barwin, you're a, obviously you're, you, 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 you know, you're a internal medicine doctor and you, you're playing both sides of the field here. You know, we need to get yeah. a, you know, a neurologist, some kind of, you know, psychological yes. exam done until they do that. It's, we're kind of back where we are. You know? you know, what's really bugging me about this story is everything you're telling me, they're telling you, you can't do, you know, we're not able to, is stuff I see happen routinely in hundreds of other cases. Um, mm-hmm. and this is mm-hmm. what's really bothering me about this. The stuff that we ordinarily fight is them doing these things um, and using the results of it to their own advantage. And it strikes me odd that they are not doing anything that they normally do in these situations. Um, Usually APS is in there chewing everybody's throat out, and from there it just goes from bad to worse. So it makes me wonder who these people, these justices actually are and just how far this corruption goes and how far does it reach. There's got to be more to right. this to them than what you know. Oh, there has to be. Absolutely. Yeah, there's there, got to be a lot there, more to it because, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, I've, you know, I've got text messages and I've got stuff from the Justice family, kids saying, oh, yeah, Dr. Barbin is the one that uh, told your mom that, you know, you're the one that wanted her locked up. You wanted her sent down to a locked-in facility. You wanted her this, that, and the other. But we all know what the fact is, is it wasn't me. It was him. And the, I, the only part I have that in writing is from the Waco PD. He told Waco PD it was him. But he also has told my original attorney that he was so mad at me over the medical um, uh, filing with the medical board that he wasn't going to do anything to help me. So, oh, you know. Wow. And I don't know why he's mad at me. The only person that needs to be mad at somebody is me to him. He doesn't have any reason to be mad at me. <laughs> All I've yeah, done is try to yeah. protect my mom. You know? There you go. This is just bizarre. It's just bizarre because like I say everything I normally see in these cases is just the reverse in this one. Um, it, it usually they will find some cooperating physician, you know, and say, oh, this right. was an adverse exam, and they agreed with what I said, and then you find out they're business partners, and they golf together, and blah, blah, blah. We had a case <laughs> here some years ago, Brad, um, and we FOIA'd and got a bunch of the receipts off of the case, you know, records off the case, and in there, and I've always thought this was put in there intentionally so we'd see it, was a letter from a psychiatrist to the hearing examiner that said, from everything I've been told, not, it never saw the, the victim, Everything I've been told, she appears to be bipolar. But if this doesn't work, let me know and I'll write you up something else. And I thought, what? (laughs) I had never seen her. And many times this is the case. They never actually see the individual. They go by what the nurses said or the doctor said or, you know, somebody else said. But they never actually see the patient. And the other thing that they do, uh, I call them trap tests. Um, because of my age, I have them try to pull this on me. And it's, um, I'm going to give you three words, and then we're going to talk a bit, and then I'm going to ask you what those three words were. But the words are totally unrelated to each other mm-hmm. or what the conversation mm-hmm. is about. And then they'll say, okay, what were the three words I gave you? I don't know, because what you just said didn't make any sense. And mm-hmm. that's one. And then the other one is, another one is uh, they have you draw a clock. And 
then they'll say, yeah. well, say yeah. it say it's 10 after 11, put the hands at 10 after 11. And, um, but they, they, it's all these, what I call trap tests, and they are set up to make you fail. That is exactly yeah. what they are for. And they say, oh, you've got a short-term memory problem. No, I don't. You're just talking BS, and I wasn't paying attention. And uh, mm-hmm. but they, they do this stuff. Uh, so who does that adverse exam is just as important as what does that adverse exam involve. And um, it's like in these days and times, I go to the doctor. My son goes with me. Uh, as an mm-hmm. advocate, my son goes in with me. I there's no way I'd see a doctor alone, and I rarely go. And uh, but there's like I say, what's bothering me is that things that normally kick in in these cases are not happening. Right. That makes me really suspicious. And supposedly he, she, she passed a clock. She's passed a couple of clock tests, and I, I don't know yeah. how difficult they are. I can't imagine it being very difficult. But supposedly. He has mentioned that he she's passed a couple of clock tests, which yeah. you know, like I said in the past, he's you know expressed all these concerns about her, and then you know yeah. now she passed the clock test, so she's just fine, which doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't. It's it's ridiculous on its face. Um, it's just a ridiculous test, and um, and it isn't actually a yeah, test. Exactly. It's just simply a trap, you know. And yep. it's like when you go to the doctor's office, and especially after you hit the age of sixty. They will hand you a piece of paper and say, will you fill this out for us? And it's, I, it goes from, you know, one to five to never to all the time. And I've had days where I just felt like taking myself out. Uh, I've had days mm-hmm. where I've been very depressed. I've had days where I, you know, and it, I won't answer those things. I always just hand it back. And they'll, they'll always say to me, well, you didn't fill this out. Yeah, I know. I know I didn't fill it out. Well, we need you mm-hmm. to answer. No, no, you don't. And um, if I was feeling any of these ways, I wouldn't tell you. And uh, right. but it, there again, it's it's a trap. And the, so you have to. It, it's a trap in the, that it opens the door for forced medications, uh, for a whole lot of terrible things. So I don't answer it. You get in the office, they say, "Well, you didn't answer." But I'm going to ask you these questions, Marty. No, I wouldn't answer them out there on paper, and I'm not answering them to you. Let's get to the reason I was here. But this right. is what I, my point, Brad, is there are all sorts of things that they will do that can only end up one way, and that's to the detriment of the patient. So getting an adverse mm-hmm. examiner has got to be somebody who is on the up and up. How you determine that, I really don't know anymore. But um, right, right. And we'll deal with her honestly. But see, this is usually the first thing like APS does, is they'll demand an adverse examination. And why they haven't moved on this. This is what's bothering me behind all of this. The agencies that normally kick in with a viciousness mm-hmm. are standing mm-hmm. back, not doing anything. Now, this right, is unheard right. of. <laughs> this is the app. And this family that's involved, I would bet if you did a background check on them, you would find they've been involved in many underhanded things. This isn't their first rodeo. They know how to do this. Let's just say I I know their background. They've got abstracts of judgments from banks all over town. They've got um, credit card defaults. They've got um, all kinds of stuff because I've done done all my research. So they – 
you know they've they've been in 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 financial trouble for a long time, and my mom was their way out. Yeah, and, well, I was going to say, but the you money know, they were getting my, yeah. from her, they, they should have been floating. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I got another <laughs> message. I'm not going to say who it was from when I went public, and he had indicated that the Justice family, um, Mary Justice, kind of done this to to their to their family as well. So this, oh. you're right. This is in the first rodeo. This, I don't think they did it to the extent, but this in their first rodeo, I've got all kinds of credit card defaults, abstract of judgments. I've got default on um, numerous things that they never paid. And um, just like just like um, the son getting convicted of, you know, felony with assault with a yeah. deadly weapon, they had no way to hire a fancy, a fancy big-time attorney in town without my mom. Right. And my mom, I'll tell you this. I've asked my mom. I even have it on a recording. I'm like, Mom, you went through this trial. What was he charged with? And she has no idea. She was told what she was been told. She was told, you know, whatever they wanted her to know. But they just, they just know she paid for the attorney. But she has no idea what he was charged with. She has no she idea. He stuck a gun to a children to a child's head and says he was going to blow her head off, his head off. Oh that's my what, god! That's frustrating, you know. This is, this concerns me yeah. because obviously there's a tendency towards violence, and um, ooh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a, there's a lot. Uh, anyway. There's a lot of different. Yeah. Brad, how has this affected your grand or your children? I know Mary said that, uh, or the the lady that called. I'm sorry, um, Linda. That, uh, Linda, yes, that you know those kids have been so close to your mom, she to them. How has this affected them? <laughs> You know, I get emotional when I talk about this because of this. I mean, they've both been through a lot. You know, I mean, yeah. my daughter. So just just to be upfront, I I went through a first marriage that ended badly, and I ended up having um, custody. Okay. And so I had custody of my kids, and my mom was like their own. Their their, you know, was kind of like another mom to them. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So because she was another female in their life, and right. um. My daughter and my mom were so close, and it's probably been the hardest on her. My son and her were close as well, but my daughter, like I said, would go yeah. over there every day. And her mom didn't live in town, so she didn't see her mom except every few weeks. So my mom was like a rock for her. And when all this yeah. happened, I mean, it, it, emotionally it took, it, took, it took its toll on her. It really did. It, yeah. it, 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 it's been really, really hard. The reason I asked is um, I raised two of my granddaughters. And um, yeah. I, you step in in that space uh, where their mother was absent, but they need that. They they need that just like they need their dads and that father figure. They need right. that mother. Right. And um, I yes. can't imagine what this did to them, especially your daughter, uh, because that's who I mean, both of the them model have been told, for yeah. know, Both of them have been told that they're not family anymore oh, and that God. she doesn't love them. So when you when you tell – you know, two two people that you used to see every day, you call them every day, y'all talked every day, that at that age, you know, when you're 14 and 17, that your grandma doesn't love them anymore. That that takes a pretty, pretty big mental, you know, you know, it's, it's, it takes a chunk, it's, especially it's in the capacity brutal. she was in in their life, you know, especially in that isn't like she was a grandmother that was distanced from them, you know. Uh, and the position she held with them, uh, who that had to be severe. 
that had to be said. These people right. don't think. I think they are so cold and callous they don't give a damn what this did. Well, that's to these funny kids. you say that because you're exactly right. Yeah. Because actually, their their oldest son Jay, who got was who is the felon. They um, his his first wife. They have four kids. And they have nothing. They have nothing to do with that side of the family. They've, they've, the kids have disowned this family for the last five or six years because they know how they are and they know what they're yeah. doing to my mom. So they, they, so they have that side has no. Um, they're not close with the actual grandkids of their oldest son, and so they don't care. They, 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 they don't have any relationship. So they say, you know what, we don't have a relationship with our grandkids. So why does you know, why does Johnny Sharp need a relationship with her grandkids? Oh, wow. That, yeah. That's not the deal. I don't think people understand the value of extended family. Or maybe they right. do, and that's why they try so hard to break that bond. But, you know, when it comes to kids that extended the grandparents, the aunts, the uncles, whomever, those are all part mm-hmm. of who they are and their sense of family right. and belonging. And this has been taken away from them. Uh, right. I'd like to interview Miss Justice personally. Oh, I'd like gosh. to get her on. <laughs> uh, yes, I would. And, She's good um, at what she does. Yes, I'm good at what I do. And um, <laughs> yeah, it just. Uh, yes, I would. And uh, but it just, I, I don't know how these people do this stuff, mm. knowing the torment they've caused you and your kids, what they've done to this right. woman. Uh, right. To alienate her like this, and, and the worst part of it is they don't care. They don't care they if don't they care. did care. Exactly they, right. they'd they have never do done not it care. to begin with. And what I don't understand you know, I have, that is, yeah, exactly. they were getting money out of her anyway. Why, why this separation? They they must be eyeing the big well, picture. Well, they they knew I found out. They knew I found out about it because you're right. They were getting money from her anyway. But when she went yeah. to La Hacienda, and I was paying her bills, and they knew. You know that I had, you know, started looking through there. They, yeah, and they, I think they, and they think they, when, when, she, when they, when she was told she had to leave after nine days because of memory issues, I think they yeah. knew they had to act then. Yeah, you know, they knew. Yeah, you know, we got to act now before, you know, somebody actually, you know, really cares about her and takes her in and and tries to work yeah. on, you know, figuring out her memory and what, you know, what medicines or if she does have yeah. dementia, what needs to be done. So they, yeah. I think they, they panicked. So we got to do something now. So we're just going to take over. Yeah. And they had a doctor and a lot, who was willing yeah. to, to believe the lies and agree with them. Well, see what bothers me about these doctors in this dementia thing is I saw a study and I, if I remember correctly and I might be wrong, but it was John Hopkins that put it out that many times what they call early onset dementia is actually a vitamin B12 deficiency, and it will cause confusion, memory loss, uh, muddled thinking. Uh, you know, it just causes all kinds of problems. And that, that what they do in those instances when that B12 is too low, like that is they'll give them a once-a-week injection, and that'll go on for at least four, if not six weeks, and then they put them on a supplement. And this will clear this right up, that and uh, making sure their magnesium levels, and I hate to get it down to supplements and vitamins. Uh, I hate it because people say, oh, here we go with it. But I'm telling you, we've seen dramatic changes in people when those vitamins are low, magnesium is low. You see this this Hmm. kind of muddled thinking, this loss of memory, 
and supplying that will clear that up. Things start working again like they're supposed to. But these doctors will not check that vitamin B12 level because there's no money in it. Um, Interesting. Yeah, there's no money to be made from diagnosing a B12 deficiency. The money is in diagnosing and prescribing psychotropic drugs and Ativan and all of that's a big kickback on that, but not on the B12. So they, and they don't, they don't want don't her memory getting that. any better. No, they don't. You know, they don't want no, her memory getting do better. And the longer <laughs> they want she it, is deficient. They want it to decline. Yeah, as long as she's deficient, if that is the case. I'm saying if because we don't know. Mm-hmm. If that is right. the case, the longer she's deficient, the worse it will get. And um, yeah. eventually it reaches a point of no return. I just think this is this has got to be one of the most tragic stories I've heard. I mean, truly, uh, I think about your kids. You know, um, I'm a very yeah. family-oriented person, and it, we're always trying to hold everybody together. You know, keep everybody close, and um, exactly. and it's important for those kids. It's important. And uh, yeah, because and you know her mom, their mom's uh, fa- uh, her mom's parents live you know in Arizona, so you know my mom. And dad, when he was alive, um, you know, they're, they were their only, pretty much the only grandparents he saw, you know, yeah. every day. Yeah. So, yes, it was a very uh, important relationship. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, this stuff makes me so mad all these years, and it still mm. just enrages me. Um, what do you see going forward, Brad? Anything? You know, I, I don't, I know, I, I don't know. It's a good question, you know. I, um you know, I've started a, a Dr. Barbin page to, you know, post uh, some of the stuff I went public with, some text yeah. messages, some video, uh, some uh, recordings with my mom, you know, uh-huh. that just shows kind of the lies and cover-ups that I talked about. You know, text messages saying that, oh, it was Dr. Barbin that did this, and my mom telling me that Dr. Barbin tells her that it was uh, me that uh, that wanted to do all this. So, you know, I'm trying to just uncover as many missteps, lies, and stuff as I can, um, and I've had a good response. Um, you know, I don't know. I've, I've been told, rumor rumor has it, another financial institution has possibly, um, you know, reported something to APS. I'm not sure anything will happen. Um, but like I said, there's been some numerous reports that I've been told. I don't think anything yeah. can happen because APS is This, is, it is, this is what's bugging me about this. It wouldn't take a tenth of what you told me, just a pinch of what you told me oh, to kick that exactly APS right. system in. And yet nothing's happening here. They don't, want to, they don't here. want to investigate. It's going to take, it takes yeah. a lot of time. It takes a lot of phone calls. I mean, I have a list a mile long of witnesses that have witnessed it, that it, you know, financial advisors, right. attorneys, and they haven't called them. They haven't said a word to them. They haven't done anything to – to be proactive to find out exactly what's going on. Which which APS uh, office are you dealing with? I guess the one in Waco. I assume that's the, the one, one in Waco. Been, okay. The one, the one, yeah, uh, I assume that's the one that's been handling yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll need to contact them and find out why. That'd be and great. If you, and Absolutely. The one thing too, Brad. They don't want to hear from me anymore, so you need to drink that phone call. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can do it. Uh, And the thing is, with this kind of evidence, why haven't they moved? Because on anything else, they don't need any evidence, just hearsay, just somebody saying, you know. And here you are with witnesses and documents and 
other reports yep. and they can't do anything. What's wrong with this picture? Yes, I will make. You know, that. and I even have a letter. You. you know, from I even have a letter from them. You know, saying you know, there's no, we've we've done kind of our research. There's no exploitation. There's no there's no this. And I wrote them a long email back saying. You know, I have a financial advisor, like I told last time, that Mary Justice makes a call once her change to all the all the financial documents. I have a financial yes. advisor that's never been called. I have an attorney that's witnessed um, undue influence. I have, you know, uh, companies in town, a furniture company, that Mary Justice has spent $50,000 $50, my mom has for, you know, saving saving their life, and I said, you people haven't called any of these people. I mean, how do you know there's no exploitation? Yeah. You know, this they've never called bizarre. anyone. And it's, yeah, it's really, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. And, and like you said, when you start alienating, you know, from family, when you start alienating from friends, and like you said, I think it was on the last one, talking about uh, the Stockholm Syndrome. And yes. it, 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 all, it all adds up, and it all, it, it, it's, it's all there. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, the, the, see, the, none of this is, is it's just the exact opposite of what we normally encounter. Just the exact opposite. Um, right, yeah, it's like the other extreme, other side, right? Yeah. And um, yeah. That, that sends off the alarm signals for me. Um, what we normally would see happening, normally you'd be fighting APS off. Yeah, you know, right, uh, right. You know, right. And uh, but why isn't that happening yeah. this time? I think it'd be interesting to find out if they have any connection to this doctor. And um, that'd be a good, yeah, be a good question, yeah. right? Yeah, and or even to the question. this justice family, uh, mm-hmm. somebody's connected somewhere that's putting a halt to this. And right. um, because I say I've I've seen them come out, they're they're like a pack of vicious wolves. Um, Mm-hmm. For far, far less than this, and people who don't have the evidence and documentation to back up what they're saying, um, mm-hmm. you know, just on somebody's say so. Oh, we saw this and we saw that. Well, you know, what's your? How do you? Well, I don't have any proof. I just know I saw it. Um, okay, and right. um, mm-hmm. what is wrong with this picture? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, will, it's, you're right. Everybody, like you said, everybody knows what's going on. They see it from a mile away, but haven't been able to get anything, you know. Yeah. Huh. Huh. So. I don't know. This is just bizarre. Uh, is there anything else you want to add to this, Brad? No, I don't think so. I mean, I know. I think I've kind of tried to tell you as much as I can. Yeah. Um, you know, about everything. I just. Um, yeah. You know, it's just it's just it's just upsetting. Yeah. And um, I, all I want is here's here's my plea. I just want my mom back. That's all there I've been go. asking for. I don't care about the money. They can keep all the money. They can do whatever they want to do. I just want my mom to know the truth. I just want yeah. my mom to know that I love her. It wasn't me that was trying to lock her up. It was Dr. Barbin. She's been fed lies after lies after lies, and that's all I want her to know is, yeah. is that I love her and that. And I was never trying to lock her up like the justices and Dr. Barman have told her. Well, I, I think probably, like most families, if she was in uh, a jeopardized position, you'd take her in yourself, you know, before oh my gosh, you. Yes. <laughs> an you know, and, 
Yeah. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Okay, this Absolutely reminds me of Lisa Belanger. Uh, they guardianized her father. He was an attorney. So she's an attorney. Lisa is. And they guardianized him as she fought them. Oh, my God. She fought them over her dad and eventually got in front of the Supreme Court of the state of Massachusetts. And the guardian is telling the justices um, she's she's costing her father's estate money. She's costing it money by, by making us come into all these meetings. And she said, mm-hmm. I'm not costing them anything. She said, you're the one siphoning my father's money off. And yep. Yep. she started crying and she said, keep the effing money. Just give me back yep. my father. And I hear the same thing from you. Do what you're going to do. That's Give me all my I mom. Want is, that's all I want. I yep. have to, and I told you this on, my last, on the last recording, on the last podcast. I have to wake up every morning knowing I can't talk to my mom, knowing that yep. she thinks I want to lock her up. And she has yep. to wake up every morning knowing that she believes her son wanted to lock her up. And we both yeah. have to wake up different, different, you know, with different things in our yeah. mind. But like I said, all yes. I want is mom. All I want is my mom back and her to know the truth. That's all I want. Well, I am going to call that. Don't know if I'll ever get it, but that's all I want. Well, we'll help you. We'll yeah, try as you much do, as we can. That'd be great. All right. Thank you, thank well, you, Marty. What, I really, yes. I really appreciate you guys. And um, Linda, thank you for calling in. And I just, uh, uh, yeah. I'm glad you gave me a platform to at least tell my story. And we'll see what happens from here. All right. And if you need more airtime, you let me know. We'll get you on. Okay. okay, thank you. All right. You bet. Everybody, thank you for tuning you. in this evening. Brad, thank you for coming back, and thank goodness we didn't have any difficulties this evening. Uh, but <laughs> we're going to be following up on this story and uh, see thank it through you. to the end. And anybody out there, um, if you can call the Waco APS service and ask them why they didn't act on this with all the evidence that was available to them, uh, and let me know what the results are. I'll be contacting them myself and see what we can get out of them, if anything. And, Absolutely. Um, we, will, we will go from there. Brad, again, thank you, and thank everybody that tuned thank in and is following this story, and we'll be back with more as soon as it comes up. All right. Thanks, Marty. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.